This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thank you for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We're going to continue our discussion, Michael, and take the second part of our person's question. And the second part is, is it your fault if you reject God since you weren't predestined? All right, so go back and listen to maybe yesterday's episode. Also, if you're newer to the subject of predestination, you can go back and listen to episodes 109 to 117, just Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff in there. And so right now we're going to just kind of, we're just going to answer the question as Mm -hmm. is. And um, if, if we say things that are new for you, again, go Go back back. and listen to some episodes because um, there are some issues, you know, it's like learning division. (laughs) Well, you got to learn addition and you got to learn subtraction and multiplication before you learn division. division. And the longer the question, the more complicated it gets. So like, this is one of those questions that is like a very, this is like, jumping knee deep into some very deep math. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you've not studied math yet, this could be hard or confusing or may not even make sense. For our listeners that are maybe not quite there yet, let's just define the term predestination. Well, that that is hard too. (laughs) (laughs) I will. To to predestine means to choose beforehand. Choose beforehand. Yeah. And the idea of predestination uh, is that uh, before the foundation of the world, um, that God chose, um, elected um, those who, who would, would ultimately trust in him. The question here begs the other side, which is what in theological terms is yeah. called double predestination, which if God predestined some to choose Jesus, then didn't he, by common sense, choose some to reject him and therefore be condemned forever? Correct. So, um it's a simplistic argument, and it's logical. Mm-hmm. So that if if the only reason person A came to Christ was because they were chosen, well, person B did not come to Christ because they weren't chosen. Does that mean he chose them to go to hell? Yes. Here's an analogy I would give. It's sort of like me saying, um, "I'm gonna I'm gonna take my ten dollars and I'm going to buy Starbucks." Okay. But in me buying Starbucks, and you're gonna buy one cup of coffee for that ten dollars. <laughs> Yeah, basically. But by buying that, am I actively choosing to make somebody else starve? Yes. No, you wouldn't morally yeah, hold that, me culpable the, over there. Yeah, that would know. be the logic. Yeah. And so uh, so there, there's some issues with that. But, the, you know, the idea here is simply that um, if you come to Christ um, and if predestination is true, it means that you trusted in Christ because he chose, chose you, you and then gave you the gift of faith and allowed you to come to him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a counterintuitive doctrine for everybody because um, uh, most people don't realize how Western they are in our thinking. Yes. And Western thoughts mm-hmm. are people are good, anybody can choose God, I determine my own destiny, all this kind of stuff. Problem is when you read the Bible, Jesus says these like sticky things like, you didn't you choose, choose me. me, I chose you. I chose you. you. Uh, the word election and predestination come up regularly. So Romans chapter nine, though, is is a uh, a great text to answer our question. Which again, the question is: Is it your fault if you reject God since you weren't predestined? Let me ask it a different way: If predestination is true, then how could God hold anybody who rejects Him accountable? accountable. Fair question. According to this view, they had no ability to come to Him in the first place. That's right. God, so God prevented them. So I'm born. And I have, I'm not predestined. So no matter what I do or don't do, I will never go to heaven. Okay. So that would, I get be, it. That would be the logic behind this question. That would be, that's where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. There's two major instances in scripture where, um, where somebody is trying to deal with the sovereignty of God 
over life and salvation. One is in the book of Job. And Job is frustrated with yes, God. Yes, he's frustrated with God because of the problems he has in his life. Right. Implicitly or explicitly, the idea is if you're good, then you would not allow all these things to happen, right? And we have that same theology abundant today. Totally, yeah. yeah. It's a human question. You know, like there, sin, sin perverts everything in our brain, our logic, our frame of thinking. It makes us accusers of God, not giving the benefit of the doubt. And I think you use the term, he, sin affects our picker and our chooser. Yeah, and our wanter and our oh, feeler. Yeah. yeah, all the above. Like four big things just breaks us. So uh, already, even the way we respond to pain and hurt and God, it's all broken. It's mm -hmm. all just backwards. And um, so Job is struggling and, and God basically doesn't tell him why. Uh, we know later because Satan came up to God and basically said, uh, hey, can I mess with his life and ruin everything? And God says, sure, and sure, he'll still be ahead. faithful to me. But mm -hmm. God never tells Job that. So Job is like, why is this happening to me? Um, have I done something bad? What's going on? This isn't fair. And God's response to him is, who are you, oh man? Shut your mouth. Yes. It's interesting because whenever, whenever a person looks at God and says, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. uh, justify yourself to me. Yeah. Uh, explain to me your reasons for doing what feels unf unfair to me. And then that is a Western culture mindset that oh, yeah. we put God on trial. Absolutely. And so I, God's response, he doesn't even answer the question. He yeah. just says, were you there when I made the waves? Yeah. Were you there when I told, you know, the moon to sit in the sky? Were you there when I crafted animals? You know, like, yes. you literally know nothing about the grand plan yeah. or my power. And I love God's response in Job. It's like two chapters long yeah. of just reject. Were you there when? Were you, you know? there? And Job's response is he puts his hand over his mouth and says, you know, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you oops, know, I like, overstepped my bounds here. I, I was wrong. And so, again, a very similar thing comes up in Romans 9. But in Romans 9, Paul is talking about election, predestination. And Paul is making a clear defense of why God chose some and not others. Mm -hmm. He doesn't tell why God chose some and why others. He basically leaves it up to the, the divine, mysterious will of God. But Paul is trying to make a point here. Uh, he chose Israel, and he didn't choose other nations. He right. chooses um, Moses, but not Pharaoh. He has compassion whom he wants to have compassion, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. And he's posing God as sovereign and unaccountable to man, which is really important because God will never give an accounting to man, right? That's Correct. Man gives an account to God. It's not the other way around. And then in, in the process of Romans 9, what he's doing is he's anticipating the questions that they're going to ask. So he kind of like, he treats himself as a lawyer and then he's he's defending God, or so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. And in Romans 9, 19, again, in this whole conversation of predestination, um, he says, he, he puts the question in the mouth of the accuser that they're naturally going to ask. So when you hear about this idea of predestination, the human response is, that's not fair. <laughs> How could he hold me accountable if I didn't get to choose? Like there's an accusatory flair to this. He says, you will say to me then in response to predestination. Yes. Why does he still find fault? Because who can resist his will? That's not fair. <laughs> not fair. And the reason I say it like that is because That's I think kind of how it comes out. Right. And he's kind of putting like a baby voice to it. Like, yeah. like you're, I'm going to pitch a fit, you know, and it's like my children. They're like, uh, Hey dad, um, I want to go to, I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts on my home. I'm like, no. That's not <laughs> fair. Like, am I accountable to your sense of fairness, child? N no. No. In no, fact, as a parent, you shouldn't be. In fact, I, I owe you nothing. Um, right. I, I will, I mean, I 
love you and I will do mm-hmm. a lot of things for you, but like I'm not obligated. Like my sense of goodness or badness is not based on your whims a- ever. It, it, never. And we got to remember sin in us wants to put God on trial, mm-hmm. but God will never be put on trial. And the moment he even senses he's being put on trial, he will rebuke. Yes. And that's kind of the posture that's here. Exactly, so, yep. so Paul says this, God in his sovereignty and in his freedom has chosen some and not others. And you will respond. Well, then how can he still find fault with me? And here's his response. Who are you? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. To answer back to God. Mm-hmm. Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump, the same lump of clay, one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable? Hmm. Yeah. What if God, I mean, he just goes on. Now mm-hmm. he's posing questions, yeah. right? He, I, it's, I don't know that Paul's necessarily saying now that God did these things. He's just saying, he just said, what if? could he not? Like, yeah. What if God desiring, catch this, to show his wrath, right? Because we do know that God wants all of his attributes to be seen clearly yes, through all humanity. Part absolutely. of that is the anger and wrath of God, mm-hmm. which is always righteous. What if God, to show his wrath and to make known his power, what if God endured with much patience vessel, vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? Why would he put up with that? In yeah. order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, yeah. which he prepared beforehand. Like, here's what he's saying. Okay, this is his, somebody says that's not fair. And he mm-hmm. says, first of all, shut your mouth. Yeah, you have no place to yeah. question God. You, you, you can't do that. If he says it, he does it. And when you understand all of the motivations and reasons, he will be justified and he will be just. Okay. But that being mm-hmm. said, that accusatory, like, you know, there's two ways to ask the question. Hey, God, would you explain to me? Just, I want to, I want to um, help people understand. Yeah, I, I understand. believe you're just and fair. Could you help me here? And I believe that God can, can answer that question well. But then most of the time people's answer is like, I, I don't like that you said I was predestined because my sense of fairness is violated. Yes. So here's basically what, what Paul says. First of all, don't wag your finger at God. Mm-hmm. Second of all, If God wanted to, he could take a lump of clay, dirt, and he could make one person and choose to save them. Yes. And another person, he could choose them for hell. Why? He could actually do that just so that he could have a visible expression of his wrath. Mm -hmm. And he could do one to give a visible expression of his mercy and grace. And he would be just. Yes. And why would he be just? Because God can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Because you are the pot, he's the potter. You're the clay, he's the molder. Right. And that's, and that's, that's kind of the point here. Yeah. And again, the listener has to get to a place where they understand Paul's not necessarily saying here that God does this. What he is saying here is that God could do this. I could do that. And man has no ability to question God's no sovereignty. Right. No right. Yes. I have the ability, really? but the I don't ability, have the right. the right. Yes. Yeah. And, and he's trying to put people in their place. And I, I want to say this and come back to the question. Okay. Here's the question. Is it your fault if you reject God since you weren't predestined? I just want to make sure. I mean, I know the person asking the question, and their their heart is curiosity. Um, but this question is asked with an accusing hand by a lot of people. Yes. And I just want to say, you'll never get truthful answers if your heart is in an accusatory posture. Mm-hmm. Now, let me answer the question just simply. Is it your fault if you reject God since you weren't predestined? Yes, it is your fault. I'm going to tell you why. Because everybody rejects God. Yes. Everybody does. Yeah. 100%. Um, this is the nature of sin. Uh Sin has not just made good people not as good. It's taken good people and made us completely corrupt at the core. At of the us. core. 
So here's what you here's a better analogy to understand it. Uh, let's say you go into a prison and everybody is on death row and they are all guilty and they have all done unspeakable things. God comes in and he plucks out one person and says, today, you're not going to die. Today, I'm going to save you out of this. I'm going to give you a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Is he unjust to let the other nine suffer? And the Uh, answer is no. no. They're actually getting exactly Exactly. what they deserve because of what they have done. We all deserve help. Yeah. Everyone does. Oh, yeah. And it's only God's goodness that he saves some. Yeah. And he could. Let's be honest. He is the sovereign. He could save all. He could save none. He could save some. He could save some knowing that they're all going to reject and he could choose beforehand before they're even born the ones he's going to pluck out uniquely and still be just because everybody else is still getting exactly what they deserve. Again, other questions arise from this. Um, For example, why does God hold us accountable if we sin, but we were born with this and we had never had an opportunity not to? Like sin is our nature. Well, I'm not going to answer that question here yeah, because that's, that's, that's another that's podcast, another podcast. <laughs> Just going to like hold the carrot over it and uh, let you go after that. But um, here, here's my, I have a couple big desires in the in the discussion around predestination. One desire is to let God be God and to give him sovereignty and to, for my heart, to be willing to look at whatever he does and say, okay, whatever he does, whenever he does and however he does it, it is good it always. It is good and it uh, is righteous. Yes, and I, I don't want to take that away from him. The, the second thing I want to do is I want to... Uh, I want to protect my brain and the brain of our, the mind of our listeners in our church from reading really simple, clear things in scripture and saying, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. I think we've used this on the podcast, but I was talking to a guy and uh, I said, did you choose God or did God choose you? And he said, I chose God. God did not choose me. Oh, really? And so I said, oh, okay, really? I want you to read this passage of scripture out loud. What mm-hmm. does it say? And Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I said, okay, let's, let me ask you again. Jesus just said, you didn't choose him, but he chose you. Did you choose Jesus? And he said, yes, <laughs> Jesus didn't choose me. We went back and forth like three wow. times. And I, I just, I was, I was knocking my head, you know, and because it was so clear in front of him. Jesus is literally telling him, you didn't choose me, but he can't see it because he needed to preserve his uh, ability to determine his own future. And what I what I really want to preserve in people is the ability to look at what the Bible says. And when the Bible disagrees with your perspective on reality, to submit your perspective to that, to what the Bible says. And, um, and so then he came back to me and said, look, man, all I know is that when I trusted in Christ, I made a decision. And I said, I don't disagree that you made that, a decision. That, yeah, that's not that. Right. That's not the question. But why did you make that decision? Yeah, you know. And he's like, because I chose it. And I said, uh, nah, no, yes, you made yes. the decision because, because he God chose you. chose you. Correct. And uh, it was it was beating my head against the wall. I love the guy, and um, but I, I want to protect our church from the habit of seeing and reading hard things that may 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 not make sense, and then just disagreeing with the Bible because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I have found. Almost every thought that I have had about God, myself, and salvation, uh, every natural thought I've had has been wrong. Mm-hmm. And God had to undo almost everything I understood about his nature, humanity, why I came to Christ, what he's doing in the world, uh, the fact that I'm not the most important part of the world and uh, I'm not the center of his universe, you know? So when we talk about predestination, it's a great launching point to help people understand all of this is not as easy as you think. Right but it's really worth trying to discern and uncover the beauty of what God is really up to and who he is and why you're really saved. And 
But as we said in the last couple of podcasts, it's a long journey mm-hmm. to untangle yes. all of the wrong thinking that we have just because we're infected with sin in our brain. Yeah. So listeners, again, we want to encourage you to go back to those podcasts. And if you want scriptural reference, go to Romans chapter one and chapter two, where it clearly tells us, the scripture tells us, Paul says, hey, people are without excuse and they have no right to question God. Yep. I mean, I'd like to question God. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we <laughs> but, are not in the driver's seat. Yep. He is. Amen. Well, thank you listeners for joining us today. Please come back next time. We will answer another great question, which is, is God egotistical? Is God egotistical?